All right, everybody, welcome to New Life Church. How many of you guys are excited to be at church today? Yeah. The worship Jesus, right? Man, it's a good thing to be excited about. You know, I mean, I'm a big hockey fan. I go to hockey games. I like to sit right down on the glass, pound on the glass, and I find myself like, look, if I'm willing to do that, which... I don't even know if that looks smart or not, but I'm like, yeah, come on. Now I ought to worship Jesus with that same passion. Amen. So guys, it's a good place. It's a good place to be when you come to worship God. If this is your home church, welcome, right? If you're a guest, man, I'm so glad that you're here. If you're a guest of a family member or something, you're just passing through town, uh, whenever you're in Kearney, right, or you're in North Platte, I want you to consider this your home church whenever you're around, okay? If you're a guest with us, listen, I just got to let you know. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm the lead pastor here. You're live at our Carnac campus as well as our Norplot campus and those worshiping with us online. Uh, today is our fourth week of our teaching series. It's the final week of our teaching series that we entitled Kingdom Builders, okay? Kingdom Builders is for a lack of other words, it's just our missions initiative. And I'll tell you a lot more about that. But it is week four. And, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, this is a, a building type of a series. So week one built to two to three and now to four. So if you're here for the first time on week four, I just need to let you know, please go back to mynewlifechurch.com, watch week one, two, three, and four. And it'll really help you kind of like tie it all together. Because on week one, I talked about how to be a kingdom builder, Okay? To be a kingdom builder is going to require a serious sacrifice. We're not talking about just a little sacrifice. It's a serious sacrifice of our life and our resources to follow God and be a kingdom builder. Week two, though, we came back and we said, so what does some of that sacrifice look like? First, it looked like this. We need to honor God and worship him with our tithe. And then secondly, we need to learn how to become generous with the 90% that God allows us to manage. Right, so we worship him at the beginning. It's called the best of the first. You find that in the Old Testament. You find the same principle happening as Jesus teaches it. And then the 90% that we manage, how do we become generous with it instead of killing it and crushing it by hanging on to all of it for ourselves? And then week three, we talked about how being a kingdom builder, it's going to require audacious faith. Now, Look, I get it. Like a lot of churches won't associate the word audacious with faith, but that's how we, that's how we live here at New Life. Audacious faith is a, is a risk-taking faith. It's not a safe faith. Um, it's a faith that requires us to do something that's beyond our comfort zone and to leverage our resources in a way that we believe that God's going to do something beyond what we could ever do by ourselves. But it takes a risk. And so it's audacious faith. Week four here today, we're talking about how to be a kingdom builder, we have to capture the vision of the king. You can't just be a kingdom builder running around doing whatever you want to do. All right? Um, we, we live in the theocracy of God. He is the king on the throne, ruling over his church. And if you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, then the New Testament tells us you and me are the church. He's the king. So if we want to be a kingdom builder, then we've got to, we've got to seek him and capture his vision for what is he doing right now. You can look in history and you can see what God has done. Okay? But we're wondering what is God doing now that we can team up with him and we can help more people than ever before in 2019 discover Jesus as their Lord, their Savior, and their leader, right? Have their life radically transformed by him and go out into all the nations of the world and make disciples. So we have to have a kingdom vision. One of the things that we do here at New Life 
that might be different than what other churches do is that we lead proactively versus reactively. So we're not sitting around waiting for something to happen and then make a decision on what we're going to do. Okay, there's a lot of churches that do that. That's okay, all right? It's fine, it's a way of leading. We just choose to invest a lot more to be proactive. That's where you get our Kingdom Builder book from. This Kingdom Builder book is a proactive missions initiative. It's not asking you to, you know, give to Kingdom Builders, give to missions, you know, and then we're going to decide somewhere in 2019 what we're going to do. It's coming to you on the front end of 2019 saying, we prayed, we sought God, we tried to capture God's heart to the best of our ability, we tried to capture the vision of the King, and this is what it looks like. So when we say, look, we're, we're wanting to, you know, give away and invest $382,000 into the lives of people to find Jesus in Nebraska and around the world, it's proactive leadership instead of reactive. So it, when we all give, we know, where, we know where it's going. And so that's part of our heartbeat here. Kingdom Builders, though, people have been asking me, like, Jeff, sum up Kingdom Builders for me. It's summed up in three main categories, and it's found right here in the book. Global missions... Okay, local church expansion, and then thirdly, future Christian leaders. It's those three categories working together. And we sense a little bit of an urgency right now that uh, Kingdom Builders, it's an urgent thing coming out of our hearts. It's been birthing actually here for like two years under the surface, and we just are now rolling it out. Uh, it's been, that's been a long time of development, a long time of strategizing, planning and preparing something that has longevity to it. Not something that's only going to last for 12 months. We're talking about something that lasts the rest of uh, you know, our leadership or, or until the Lord says, hey, tweak it and change it and do something different, right? It's got longevity to it. But there's an urgency to it. Just like what Paul said to the church in Thessalonica when he wrote to them and he said these, he said these words in 2 Thessalonians 3. It says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we ask you to pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message, say these next two words with me, will what? Spread rapidly, right? And be honored wherever it goes, just as when it came to you. So here he comes to this church and he says to them, look, the, the hope and the message of Jesus, it came to you. Someone else was a part of bringing the message to you. And now he says to the church, you know, in Thessalonica, now join with me. Keep praying with me, right? Resource us so that we can spread the good news of Jesus rapidly. That's what Kingdom Builders is. Kingdom Builders is our initiative of joining together to spread the good news of Jesus rapidly around the world. So we created this book. Um, hopefully you have it, right? I, I sent it out on social media and I said, look, uh, you're going to need this book for today. Uh, if you didn't, maybe, maybe you were given one when you walked in. Uh, but I'm just going to kind of walk you through, like, why do we have these things in this book and what's important about them, okay? Uh, so when, we, when you first look at it, Global Missions, the first thing you come to is missionaries. Now, we got missionaries all over the world. That, wasn't not, that was not our initiative. Our initiative wasn't to get a missionary on every continent. Our initiative was to find missionaries that are just like our church, we, we have a strategy here of how we can live our lives all in for Christ. Like we wanna go all in. Like all that we have, it belongs to him, you use it, right? And so we're looking for missionaries just like that. And we have, we have one here today uh, live with us. 
Uh, now look, if you're watching with us online, I do need to let you know, and I already told you about this on social media this week, I wasn't going to be able to broadcast this because I don't want to get him in trouble. All right, so I don't want to mention his country. I don't want to mention his name online. I'm going to do my best throughout the rest of the sermon not to do that, but this guy is it, it, just inspiring. So we're going to turn off our feed and we'll be right back with you guys. That's inspiring, right? So look, let's keep going, right? Not only do we sponsor missionaries and keep them in countries, but we also want to sponsor their projects, okay? Whether that's planting a school or it's planting a church or whatever. And so when you look in our book, you see missionary projects. Some of our missionary projects happen to be in places that we're going to take global outreach trips or what you might refer to as a missions trip, right? And so we're going on global outreach trips to Cuba, uh, to Alaska. We're going on an, uh, outreach trips to Omaha and different areas. And so when it, when it, comes, to, when it comes to sponsoring or promoting you know, missionary projects around the world, sometimes we're the ones going to help build the church. And it takes thousands and thousands of dollars to send our people on a global outreach trip. I wanna encourage you, if you've never been on a global outreach trip, sign up at mynewlifechurch.com and go. If it's your very first time, it might feel a little intimidating. I've got something to tell you here in just a little while when we talk about future Christian leaders. But I first thought you might want to hear from somebody who recently went on a global outreach trip to Cuba and how it changed her life and it changed even their marriage. So would you take a moment just to listen to this testimony of uh, uh, Debbie Waltemith and how she went to Cuba? Take a listen. been interested in going to Cuba for a couple of years. I feel like God must have put that in my heart because I don't really know why else I would have chose that. I was just so interested in Cuba. We got the newsletter and there's a trip to Cuba and I was like, I want to go to Cuba. And he's like, well, you better go. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to pray about it until morning. And then um, I couldn't sleep. And then I woke up early on Saturday, which doesn't happen. And I um, applied right away that morning to go to Cuba. Probably a week or two before I got the email about Cuba, I was provided with some extra money in a very, very unexpected way that I was not anticipating whatsoever. And that provided for more than half of my trip. When she told me she was gonna go to Cuba, it was interesting because when she, I got home from work, she was just like lit up. And she says, I just got this email and I want to go, and she said, I want to go to Cuba. And I said, well, of course you got to go. That was my immediate response because I know where I've been. And so I was very supportive. It's like, whatever it takes, I want you to go. And so she filled out the application and she did everything. And of course she got accepted. And when she was gone, that was a meaningful time for me as well because I got to pray for her and the team while she was gone. And you could tell there's times that God just woke me up even in the middle of the night, pray. And so I did, you know, and he gave me a couple of dreams before she went to Cuba even, that it just solidified in my heart that I knew it was the right thing for her to do because I knew she'd come back a different person. And she has this, and it was just interesting to see her when she came back and shared her story because it lit me up inside because I know the joy and excitement that you get going on one of those trips. So I was just so, that, just that connection that God gave us, you know, when she got back. 
was was a, one thing that just solidified my heart. That I knew that this was the right thing and this is what we've been called to do. It's powerful. Uh, we want to help you make that happen. So please, out in the lobby here at our Kearney campus and our North Platte campus, we have info packets for every single trip. You can get more information online. Please sign up. And uh, there's only a limited amount of space. So if, if you sense God's maybe challenging you to do that, then sign up quickly and let's go. Okay? Uh, so let's continue on. Kingdom builders. Here's a unique thing about kingdom builders. Uh, our children and our youth are going to be kingdom builders as well. So listen to this, moms and dads. Let's say you're, you're raising, you know, your son or your daughter right now, and you stay here at Kearney or North Platte, you know, for, for that entire uh, time of raising them, and they stick around this church. They will forever know uh, one thing synonymous with reaching the lost and going to the ends of the earth, and that is they will always be challenged to be kingdom builders. They're going to be challenged right now in our children's ministry and in our youth ministry. Our children have boys and girls missionary challenges. Our, our teens have speed of light challenges. And so I just think it's like really cool that the entire church is being called to a higher standard to be a kingdom builder. Uh, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, our, uh, we have a partner with uh, our global missions as well, which is Convoy of Hope. We've given Convoy of Hope over the last probably 20 years, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. They take that to immediate needs that are happening on planet Earth today, which might be in Indonesia, but it also may, it might be right down in Texas. And they're meeting practical needs of people that are going through hurricanes and earthquakes and famines and, you know, all types of things, things that you don't even hear about, you know, in the news. They're meeting those needs and they're taking it in semi-truck trailers and in large cargo containers and they're taking food to the hungry and they're one of our our partners and we want to give them thousands of dollars to help them love people that are in hurting situations. The second category is local church expansion. Uh, the first thing you come to in local church expansion is the fact that we want to expand. Like we want to go plant another campus. So we got the Kearney campus, the North Platte campus, and we're live. And we're praying that God would show us this third location. We sense almost like being pregnant. Like it's time. It's time to do it. It's time to stretch ourselves again. It's time to go into another rural hub at like a Kearney and North Platte. And it's time to go there and give, the, give a community uh, the hope of, uh, of a church that's life-giving. And so we want to be a part of that. The next thing underneath uh, the local church expansion is our resilient book. For the last three years, we've been taking this book that has six testimonies of people at New Life, how their life was before Jesus and how their life got radically transformed because of Jesus. And we've been mailing it out to every house and every apartment in Kearney and in North Platte. At the end of April, we're projected to have mailed it out to every single home and every single apartment in Kearney. That's amazing, right? And we're getting the testimony out there. It's awesome. Why, why are we so passionate about that? Because in the book of Revelation, it says this, that we overcome, all right? Believers, Christians, they overcome this world by three things. The blood of the lamb, that means the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, all right? By the word of their testimony, by proclaiming what Jesus has done in their life, that's what's in this book, and by not loving their lives even unto death, which we just heard an example of. So those three things are crucial. Getting the testimony of what Jesus is doing in people's lives 
out into our community, guys, is something that the church has to do and we got to get better at it. So we use social media to do it. We do it through live interviews and we do it through this book. So just think of it this way, okay? By, by, um, by the end of April, potentially, right, theoretically, the second most read book in Kearney, Nebraska, other than the Bible, could be the resilient book because it's in every household. Now, by the end of 2019, we will have saturated every mailing address and every apartment in North Platte as well. And so we're just getting the testimony out there. And it's exciting. I think that's exciting. Uh, we have partners, other churches that are doing, you know, the same kind of thing we're doing in other areas. So we're going to go to Omaha, to the inner city of Omaha. We're teaming up with a pastor friend of mine, the pastor's there. We're going to help them work on their church. I think that's April 12th and 13th. You can get information uh, about it online, plus out in our lobbies. I would encourage you to sign up uh, for that global outreach trip and go on it, okay? So uh, we also sponsor uh, a bunch of different ministries that minister to kids that are at risk, kids at risk and teens at risk. And so we just feel like the more that we can minister to those who are in difficult situations uh, here in the local area, then the, the greater opportunity it is that we have to impact their family and see their family, you know, one to Christ and maybe integrate into this church or to another great church in the Kearney and the North Platte area. So we want to grow the local church one family at a time. And by ministering to kids at risk and, ki and teens at risk, that gives us the opportunity to influence their families for Jesus. Then, you know, another one that I'm really excited about is our local poverty partners. Local poverty partners that are helping people in extreme need here in Kearney and in North Platte. And I'm excited about that. And one of the reasons I am is because of what Proverbs says about it. Proverbs says that, look, if you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord and he'll repay you. And, you know, I'm not looking for a financial repay back to our church. I'm looking for a spiritual repay through you, through your lives. As, as we give you know, through kingdom builders, I'm looking for a spiritual repay in your heart that you would find greater joy in following God and being a part of what he's doing. The third category that I'm jacked up about is future Christian leaders. See, one of the things that has always baffled me about missions is that we're excited about the missionary that's in the field and we'll sponsor them, but we do nothing to prepare the future missionaries to take their spots. We get excited about the pastor that does what he or she's supposed to do, but we do very little to empower the next generation to fill those slots. So we want a holistic picture when it comes to kingdom builders that we're, we're, we're keeping missionaries in the field, but we're preparing the next generation to go into the field. And so you'll see there like the first time global outreach trip participants. Here's where I wanna get back to. If you've never gone on a foreign global outreach trip, apply, sign up, commit yourself to it. And then our, our kingdom builder task force, we've set aside money that we want to give you a grant to help you go for the very first time. A sizable grant, by the way. Uh, we're talking a big, a lot of dollars, okay? We're not talking 25 bucks. We're talking hundreds of dollars, if not a thousand dollars, that we want to help you go on your very first one. Because I know as a fact that when you go on a global outreach trip, God calls people into missions, God calls people to be ministers, and God radically changes you know, people's lives when they go and they serve in that way. So that's who we want to be. We want to keep being that as we move into the future. And then when you look at our New Life Leadership Institute, like for the last two or three years, we've been raising up the next generation here and helping them get credentials, follow the call of God in their life, but it's all been non-accredited classes. We're going to keep that track because we believe that that's going to be for some people. 
But we are, starting in September, going to start offering um, bachelor's degrees Bachelor degree in biblical studies with 10 different areas of concentration. In September, we're also going to start offering a master's degree in biblical studies, a master's degree in Christian leadership, and a master's of divinity. And soon, rolling out, hopefully in 2019, here before the end of the year, or in 2020, a doctorate of ministry program that's rolling out, fully accredited. You can apply for financial aid right, with the government. They can help you cover some of the costs of it. It's going to be really cheap. It's about $10,000 a year, and that's a trimester. That's not two semesters. A trimester, $10,000 a year, because we want to raise the next generation up and get them, like, you know, fully prepared, not just to minister for us, but to go to the ends of the earth and stand on their own two feet and spread the good news of Jesus like never before. And we want to do it at as low cost as possible. So we're teaming up with SUM, all right, Bible College and Theological Seminary, where the courses will be taught live here at our campus and at our North Platte campus as well. And they'll be connected through the internet with a professor who's teaching you know, students all around the world. So we're gonna become a cohort. We hired my son, Andrew Baker. He's gonna be our SUM, our uh, Bible College Theological Seminary um, student advisor. And that's his role is to recruit students and to help you get connected with it. So if you have a bachelor's degree and you would like to work on your master's degree, you need to go see Andy out in the lobby here at our Carnegie campus or check us out online if you're in North Platte. So we're excited about this and we're preparing the next generation to be better than we are at sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's pretty cool. Um, lastly, we got our Nebraska camp. We got Fire Bibles and Adult and Teen Challenge of the Midlands. That's a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. We got a lot of different partners that are all teamed up together. I think you should see Kingdom Builders. Maybe this might help you. See Kingdom Builders like a mutual fund. It's a mutual fund, global missions, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders. And then underneath those categories are all of these ministries and people that we're just funneling these dollars to so that they can fulfill the mission that God's called them to, you know, as missionaries uh, and missions programs around the world. And that's $382,000 of goals that we're trying to go after. Our executive staff and myself, we're the ones that found these things. We brought them to our deacon board. We said, guys, what do you think about this? They loved all these projects. And so there's a great unification at the upper levels of leadership. We just formulated a brand new kingdom builder task force that meets monthly two deacons, two executive staff, and myself, and we'll meet monthly to say, look, okay, what monies came in? All right, here's, here's, the, here's the money. What projects can we fund? And we'll send it back out, and we'll start funding these projects monthly. And as we fund them, we'll celebrate them on Sundays. On Sundays during our video announcements, we'll come back and we'll say, look, thanks for being the kingdom builder. You, you know, your giving just helped us do this or do that. And we're just going to celebrate them throughout the year. You can go to our website, mindnewlifechurch.com. We've digitally uploaded this book. It works just like a book. You flip it by pages. It's pretty sweet. Um, and all of our projects are listed there. As we fund projects, you'll be able to keep track with us online because we'll cross them off and we'll say that project's already been funded. So you'll be able to keep up to date with us on a weekly and on a monthly basis as we fund things all, all around the world. So what does that mean now? What that means is, look, we, we've done what we can do and we're trusting God to do what only he can do. We're trusting that God would speak to your hearts and that you would join with us in doing something that's historic at our church and do something that can 
could tell more people about Jesus and spread the good news of Jesus rapidly around the world. And so this is your moment. That's why I asked you in a social media blitz that I put out, hey, have your commitment card and bring it and fill it out and be ready to give. Uh, I'm going to pray in just a second. And then after I pray, our worship team is going to play instrumentally. Um, if you've already brought your card and you got it filled out, I want you to take those next couple of moments just to pray between you and God. God, I want to be a kingdom builder. Help me, help me to fulfill the goal that I'm set for myself. If, if you haven't got one of these and you want to participate, put your hand up. Our hosts will make sure that you get one up in the loft here at Kearney and in North Platte. They'll make sure you get one. And I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to fill it out. Then our campus pastors are going to come and they're going to receive our morning tithe offering, Kingdom Builders giving for the very first time, and our Kingdom Builder commitment cards. This is you making a statement going, this is, I, I'm, I'm going to get behind this and here's what my intent is. You still have to go, obviously, online or write a check. You still have to do that. This is just the intent. This helps us to know and sense what's God's heart doing in our congregation, okay? Um, so I want you to grab one of those cards. I'm going to lead in prayer, and then we're going to go into a time where you have a, a, just a minute or two to fill this thing out. Let's join, join me, please. Lord, we're thankful for what you're doing in our church. We're thankful that you love people around the world and, and that we get the chance to participate in it with you. Lord, we're thankful for a vision like Kingdom Builders, where we get a, we get a partner with missionaries and mission organizations uh, that are in countries, the places that maybe we will never go, but we get a partner with them so that they can tell people about Jesus and see their life transformed. Lord, I pray for this congregation. Give us faith to trust what you say. Give us faith, Lord, to step out and make a bold commitment. Um, Lord, it, 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 would you just let the vision that you put in my heart, Lord, be fulfilled that potentially every household in our church would be able to do something, even if it's like $5 a month, that we would just be able to do something to those that might be able to give $1,000 a month. Lord, all over the board there. But Lord, together, would you use our church to couple with the vision of the king and to see people loved, loved into the kingdom, to see people hear the tremendous, amazing good news of Jesus. And that Lord, together with you, we would expand your kingdom while we have breath. So Lord, speak to this church and use it in a profound way in 2019, in Jesus' name, amen.